0: A
1: I think a strange woman at a Chinese food restaurant just didn't appreciate an obviously drunk person who is a man calling other women hoes. And another word that doesn't
2: exist. It's just a... It's a slurred form of bitches. Yes, I... So,
1: bitches hoes. Bicious. Bicious hoes. Yes, but he just said it's
2: a slurred form of the word bitches, which means he was trying to call them bitches hoes. No, no, this kid kid from high school used to say bitches hoes all the time. Although, he was a... Never mind. He was a racist. (laughs) So, So, you were
1: utilizing language developed by kids in high school to denigrate women in public. But! Me, mean women, Steve! Mean women!
0: <laughs> okay? But as we will learn today, and I love how I can tie this in so no, no, seamlessly. No, 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 That's
1: what this episode is about now. No. This, this incident is what this episode is no. about. No!
0: Uh, the composer, John Cage, that we're discussing today, was... Would, Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage, yes. Would absolutely... Shadow kick! Shadow kick! absolutely support your the- your methodology of transforming language because that's what he was all about. You guys are going to go to school this episode. (laughs) Nick's going to teach us something. (laughs) Yeah, on a very special episode of the Song Topsy Report podcast, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier.
2: I'm Mike Russell. And I'm not going to
1: stop referring to this guy as a Mortal Kombat character, (laughs) Mm Stephen Trollinger.
0: (laughs)
2: We gotta, yeah, yes, today we're discussing acclaimed American composer and music theorist Johnny Cage. The brutalities were impossible. I could never do the brutality. We had to tie, you had to pump in like a hundred buttons real fast. That's where you would just beat the hell out of the person uh, that would brutality, brutality is new age nonsense. I'm talking about good old fashioned Mortal Kombat. This was N64 Mortal Kombat.
1: Whoa, okay. Oh, I'm sorry
2: it wasn't NES. First of all, it's... It, or, or Arcade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, arcade, sure, or Sega. I, I really considered it more of a Sega game because it was on Sega and not Nintendo because Nintendo didn't want a piece of it because of how brutal and bloody it was. That's why I consider it a Sega game because it wasn't on Nintendo.
0: I feel like it I was. F- I feel like I failed in a podcast host by letting you guys go on such oh, a long sh- tangent <laughs> about
2: absolutely nothing that has to do with anything about oh, this God. podcast. Did, would you say we went for about four minutes and 33 seconds?
0: god mike you know the way back into my heart uh no but guys if this is your first time listening to the podcast thank you so much for joining us and i apologize for welcome Steve to the internet mike.
1: welcome to the internet's number one mortal combat podcast where we discuss and dissect all things Mortal combat related
0: yes and today we're we're starting with our first character johnny cage <laughs> Who apparently had an extensive? They wrote a huge backstory for him, where he is an avant-garde musician, where he is a uh, very famous
2: American composer. You know, I always knew Johnny had more going on than behind those sunglasses, and he was supposed to be Jean Claude Van Damme. No, but guys, um, to any
0: younger listeners out there who are listening right now, um, if you're gonna be, if you just started college or if you're heading into college soon. And you are interested possibly in pursuing a degree in
1: English? Stop. Stop right now. Turn around. Go to your mom and dad. Tell them what you were about to do. Let them stop you. Let them stop you.
2: Go to trade school. Kids. kids, Trade school. Communications degree. Business. Kids, this is coming from the guy who got his degree in theater. What a... You know what? And he made fun of me for a bad intelligence.
0: (laughs) I would argue there's no greater sign of non-intelligence than getting a degree in theater. Than
1: following your dreams like a dumb asshole.
0: No, but if you are going to get your degree in English, but you want to know what that four-year college experience is going to be like, you're going to get that experience in one 45-minute podcast episode right now. Because we're discussing... Composer John Cage and his quintessential composition, 4 minutes, 33 seconds. Now, Whew. just to give you an idea, because either either you already know about this song like I did, or you're walking into this totally blank like my two co-hosts are. We purposefully didn't learn anything. <laughs> yes, it was part of their research. Um, I'm going to play... I, I, There's many, many covers of different artists performing 433. Um, I'm just going to start by playing one for you right now. This is uh, done on piano.
1: And now, a performance of John Cage's 433. Please welcome our soloist, William Marks.
0: Don't you fast forward, listeners?
2: Don't you fast forward? This motherfucker! Look at him!
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful! <laughs> oh, a crescendo!
0: All right, maybe that. Okay, okay, guys. So that that was one. I hate it. I
2: hate. I <laughs> hate Mike, art, Mike. <laughs> everything we do is music, even silence. <laughs> that is. That is that is some bull shit. Did you hear
1: some of that exquisite room tone? Oh. Butterflies. Butterflies in my like, stomach. Like,
0: I was introduced to John Cage my freshman year of college, and I would have loved it if you could have been there in that English classroom sitting next to me, throwing, <laughs> throwing your hands up <laughs> in the air, flipping your desk, going, ah, this is bullshit. I hate art.
2: <laughs> Seriously, though. I would have, oh, oh. Oh, my. You know, it's just like some, some... Oh, oh! I, oh, I really figured out something, something clever here, guys. I'm gonna get an entire, an entire fucking theater to sit and listen to me start a stopwatch. <laughs> yeah, that little and play. Nothing. That is a narcissistic move, and they're dicks. All contrary, Mike. The whole point. Thanks
1: for coming (laughs) listening to the Song Times Report. The
0: whole point was that this composition is supposed to remove the ego of the performer entirely away from the performance. But don't you worry, Mike. This is a, all we're going to be talking about for the next 45 this,
2: minutes. This is the shit. This is the shit of why you Albany got rid of its entire theater and arts program for six years. It's because of this stuff,
0: Nick. Challenging art might be difficult for minds like yours to understand at first. I get that. Don't worry. I, you have my total sympathy, okay? This is, this is some high-level stuff. And it might seem jarring or shocking at first. You had such a—Mike,
2: think of the visceral reaction you had to simple silence. Why did that make you so angry? Because people paid however much money for these tickets to sit there and watch a guy star a stopwatch. It's a con scam.
0: It's a scam, Nick. Listen, listen, if SoundCloud rappers started covering the song, I would be thrilled if that was the only song they performed for the rest of their careers.
1: Also, I guarantee you, Mike, that nobody who went to this show was tricked into going to this show. (laughs) Nobody' was like, nobody was going oh, what uh, what are they what are we what are we playing down at the college today? Oh, let's take a look. Oh, it's some sort of oh, they're playing uh, music by John Cage. I don't know what that is, but you know we got nothing better to do. Let's just head on down to the auditorium and throw down 20 bucks. Those were like college people
0: during the uh, improv shows that Mike and I would do. Exact same methodology and thinking. Oh, there's a show at the auditorium. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go.
1: You know how like people just sporadically, spur of the moment decide to go to the opera. I don't know what Traviata means, but <laughs> let's, let's, we got nothing better to do. Let's just head on down there. What you mean it's 150 dollars for really
2: shitty seats? This better be good. Nobody's doing that. Look at that guy's suit. You're telling it's me it's called a tuxedo. Yeah, he's wearing a tux. He's wearing a tux. Oh my! I, and when he All shuts right. when he shuts the keyboard, that's the biggest middle well, because, finger, Mike. That's, there's, uh, there's there's three <laughs> movements to the
0: songs and you shut you have to shut the piano keys and open again
1: guys we have to get into the song I, right? let me just, let, just, me just <laughs> let me just do this one let this last one uh, Mike might be confused because he never experiences silence during any movements
2: that is true okay continue okay <laughs>
1: So the composer
0: we are discussing today, gentlemen, is one John Cage, who was an American composer and music theorist. And martial artist. Yes, and and martial artist who um, defeated Scorpion in the movie. Um, And Goro. And Goro. Well, that was a cheap fight. Um, John Cage was a pioneer in, quote, indeterminacy in music, which is when some aspects of the music are left open to chance.
1: I'll let that settle. Man, in for that a sentence made me feel like uh, at any second an ascot was going to magically appear on your chest. <laughs>
2: it
0: slithers out of my collar. Yeah,
2: is open to chance. Yes, <laughs> like like where you flip a coin and there's still that that weird percentage of a chance is going to land on its edge. Mike, your mind is going to
0: be open <laughs> so much this episode. Um, and he was also a pioneer in non standard use of musical instruments. So, for instance, like instead of playing a guitar with a pick, y- you bash it against a wall and use it as a percussive instrument.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time in the podcast where Mike thinks of the different sexual things one can do with a musical instrument. <laughs> it happens at least once an episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was I wrong when you chuckled <clears throat> when Nick said that? Was I wrong? Was I wrong? <sighs> You are not. You are not Ron. You are not Ron. Steve. All right. Listen. And uh,
0: John Cage was one of the leading figures of post-war avant-garde. Now,
1: on. Oh, no wonder. Exactly. He's shell-shocked. No wonder he's 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 a looney tune. Just because the horrors of war have shattered his chest. Just because his,
0: his music psyche. was composed post-war doesn't mean he was shell-shocked in the war.
2: Has he ever he, played an instrument like he's supposed to? Uh, that's what I'm just... I don't know. Like, well, wait, Mike, he would challenge <laughs> the very notion how are you supposed yeah, to Mike. play an instrument. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Mike, how
1: oh supposed what
2: an to asshole. Play. No, it's making me more mad by the <laughs> second. Oh, oh is a chair a chair? Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> philosophical musical. Oh, uh, these drumsticks. Oh, what can I do with these? Maybe if I put them up to my mouth, it might make the instrument of a flute that was how mike (laughs) got kicked out of the (laughs) band don't 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 get angry just because you don't have
1: the bravery and the intestinal fortitude to challenge music
2: orthodoxy like he can i would respect him more if he had dropped trowel and just ramrodded his dick across the keys a few times like it'd certainly be (laughs) avant-garde yeah
1: and also Related back to a few minutes ago where I totally called he was thinking of different oh, ways to play musical instruments with his sex- <laughs> in a sexual way.
0: So, uh, John Cage, he traveled to Europe at a young age. He was kind of exploring different artistic pursuits he wanted to do before he settled on music. He came back to California where he studied music, and his teacher at the time, I found this interesting quote in my research, uh, his teacher said, quote, Um, Although the teacher was not impressed with Cage's compositional abilities during these two years, in a later interview, when he initially said that none of his American pupils were interesting, he further stated in reference to Cage that, quote, There was one, of course he's not a composer, but he's an inventor of genius. Cage would later adopt the, quote, inventor moniker and deny that he was in fact a composer. Okay, good. Which I, you know, I don't disagree with him. So
2: he, t- uh, so, so hold on. So he took classes in composing,
0: music composition. Yes, he's a music theorist and failed.
2: You've <laughs> got to learn the basics before so,
1: you can mess with the system. Exactly.
2: He's like, I'm bad at this, so let me. What was that you said about me.
1: last week? About uh, you have to, you have to get permission before you can. What was it, Nick? You were telling me. <sighs> He's, you've got to...
2: <laughs> Learn to respect before you... Yeah, you've
1: got to earn respect before you can take away respect. Yes. Before you can treat them with disrespect. Yes. It's the same, it's the same general concept.
0: John Cage was frustrated, though, by a lot of his early experience with music. However, at one point, a student of his, uh, whose name was Christian Wolfe, presented him with an influential classical Chinese text called I Ching. Now... The w- I Ching. I Ching. Thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <What was that? laughs>
0: It's Chinese, Mike. That's what it's called. I know. (laughs)
2: No, I just... (laughs) What I found... I just... I'm laughing that, you know, Steve knows Chinese. Of course. I
1: don't... First of all, there's different kinds of Chinese dialects. It's not just Chinese. Secondly, I don't. I just happen to have an interest in things metaphysical. So, that's one of the things I came across.
0: So, yeah, you you will have some familiarity with this. I love the idea, though, that Christian Wolf, Because he was 16 at the time when he presented uh, John Cage with this book. But... John Cage was Christian Wolfe's piano teacher. Can you imagine what a ripoff it would be to have John Cage as your piano teacher? <laughs> you show up to class, you sit down for an hour. He stares at the piano. You, well, you you're afraid to say anything. He shuts the lid. He looks down at you, smiles knowingly, and he says, "You know, you don't know it, but you just performed 4:33 about 12 times over.
1: You know, <laughs> you know who else? You know who else challenged?" Uh, challenged his students like that, One, Mr. Miyagi. Yes! Daniel LaRusso thought he was just being tricked into painting fences and waxing cars and brushing decks, but what he failed to realize is that through those tasks, he was learning muscle memory and could block and strike
2: and block and strike. It's the same thing, but with music. All this guy's student is learning is how to, like, piss off everyone. Or, you know, it's a... I feel like I feel like John Cage as like a young kid with his recorder like it was really couldn't even play that and fucked up hot cross buns so much his mother was like you know honey it's it's fine if you don't blow into the recorder it's just as good and from there he was inspired You think John Cage is, is the first negative product of helicopter parenting <laughs>
0: yeah. where every child is special No it's not that you can't play the recorder it's 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 a drumstick you just weren't using it properly just bang bang <laughs> bang, bang bang just bangs oh, there against the go, Johnny, There yeah. you go Johnny there you go Wow, he's a music theorist.
2: That yeah, that uh, is
0: undermining decades of work that this man contributed to the artistic community, (laughs) to the avant-garde scene, to post-war deconstructionalism. God. Although, Mike, once again. To, I, I really wish you had been in that same English college class with me because I'm going to discuss... I wasn't introduced to John Cage through 4 minutes, 33 seconds, actually. I was introduced through his other work, which we will get to a little bit oh, later. Oh,
2: I can't, I can't wait. Because if,
0: if you like 4.33, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, you'll love some of his other quote-unquote music. <laughs> so um, the uh, I Ching, as Stephen is now four Let me know that it is pronounced. Or Yi Jing. Yi Jing. Yi Okay, you're just showing off now, Steve. Uh... <laughs> So the I Ching it is it describes a symbol system used to identify order in chance events and Cage began to use this as a compositional tool. It's a divination tool. It's essentially a way to to randomize things but not completely randomize. I I have not read this text. I can only derive from it based on my research on John Cage. But have- essentially he used it it was used for divinations as like, you know, means of interpreting omens and and things like that it's
1: like uh, if I remember right and I could be completely off base here uh, because it's been a while it's sort of like um, what are they called not not uh, prophecy bones what am I thinking of you know there's tea leaves Almost. well it's like there there there's some cultures that use that they'll like that's where the term throwing bones comes from when you like throw dice the it was a divination tool where some uh, shamanic uh, cultures would like throw some like bird bones and the position of them when they land denoted something uh, the I Ching is something similar but I think it uses tiles instead. Yes. It so, uses symbols. Yeah, it uses symbols on tiles. You throw them depending on where they land chance determines uh their placement which determines uh your reading of them and like at what order you read them and what it could possibly mean the combination of them.
2: Oh my god. But oh he... so this makes him 10 times worse than I thought. Not here I thought it yes, was that just was trying, possible. I thought he was just trying to annoy, you know, audiences of people no 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 and, no. and for people
1: he's, who actually know this I if I'm completely off base I heartily apologize please let he's, us know
2: he's trying to summon the goddamn devil that's what it is he oh oh uh, I'm, I'm gonna use music to like figure out randomization of uh of omens and and randomizing things and and he starts to stop watching every time he performs 433 he's just hoping he's just hoping some sort of demon is gonna come out of the piano by chance because well, what the fuck else is gonna happen that is what you have derived from 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 the I Ching.
1: Yes. Well, he's gotta figure out a way to beat Shang Sung. And <laughs> yes. Shang Sung can steal the souls of the warriors he defeats. Well this so, this this randomization, uh
0: and kind of this whole because he then got into Zen Buddhism as well, this very much influenced his music. He said later in an interview, quote, When I hear what we call music, it seems to me that someone is talking and talking about his feelings or his ideas or uh Or relationships. But when I hear traffic, the sound of traffic here on 6th Avenue, for instance, I don't have the feeling that anyone is talking. I have the feeling that sound is acting. And I love the activity of sound. I don't need sound to talk to me.
1: This led to his composition of 4 minutes and 33 seconds. I, I, Mike's got... Oh, my, this is a weird turnaround. Mike's got his head in his hands. And I'm actively engaged. This is so weird. Um... I, I I really dig this kind of thinking, I oh, for for whatever God, no for course, whatever of course you for whatever push <laughs> what, you do you hoity toity East Coast liberal arts but, intellectual bullshit when you because like when we're when you're in college and you're forced to take a philosophy class which I'm sure I think. You know, everyone is forced to take like a half a semester of philosophy at some point. It's one of those things that you just kind of get through. You don't you pay it to pay enough attention to just sort of pass the class and move on. And everyone like nobody's very few people are going there like philosophy for four years. That's for me. Get a degree. You know, like it's uh, my degree's useless. You know, philosophy, despite what the New York subway train that sign on there says. Uh, but <laughs> th- when you think when you think of classical philo- philosophers like the Greek philosophers the Egyptian philosophers th- they're starting completely from scratch you when you try to think of so- uh, Socrates and and Plato and and uh, Aristotle and you think of these guys and, you, and you're reading these books that they wrote thousands of years ago and you're just kind of like eh whatever I don't know like why are you why are you concentrating so much on how thinking works but it's it's a it's a it's a it's a foundation for everything else anyone could ever hope to achieve in life. If you don't actually stop to wonder about how thinking works and just assume it works, and how moral, it's it like it's where the more basis for all morals comes from. It's where the like you have to get to the root. Someone has to sit there and think. Not even outside the box. They have to consider how the box was
2: created in the first place forces for civilization to move forward ah, now now Steve I like I like where your head's at here it kind of excuses all of my thoughts when I've got to play devil's advocate because you got to really think See? of where these ideas come from <laughs> and why people think the way they do. Now and if a- you don't analyze that, even the crazy people, you got to think, why? Why would people think this? And then it can truly bring people together. Why would together. people
0: think it's a good idea to write four
1: minutes and 33 seconds? I'm just saying that there are that there, t- there takes a level of introspection that ninety nine point nine percent of the people on the planet do not bother themselves with. Yes, to the point, That's to the a- for the for the point for the simple factor that it it in their immediate life will not necessarily aid them. Like like the like the emperor um, uh, Marcus Aurelius uh, his meditations. Like this is a guy that spent his entire life in battle, fighting one fight after the next, and would spend like 10 minutes of his day wondering about why he thinks. He considered systems of morals and thinking that people hadn't stopped to take five minutes to think about before. And those are things that help people for thousands of years. People will well, read meditations and pattern and after their lives. Pattern lives after No, that is... That
2: is because uh, 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 no, no, uh, he's forced meditation. You can't force meditation on people, man. That's fucked up. I'm just saying,
1: <laughs> for civilization to advance, we need that 0.01% of people that can actually stop and think to themselves, why is this? No, and
0: that's what John Cage is essentially doing. <laughs> Four minutes and 33 seconds is like his most distilled... Instance of asking the question, "What even is music?"
1: So, so from yeah, from like a macro level, yes, we can sit here and like do the jerk off motion with our hands. Which we have, we've been doing that constantly yeah. throughout this I entire time. About about <laughs> like, oh my god, why does someone bother themselves with this? This is so like this person's up their own ass. But thousands of years ago, we needed like ten or twelve people over the course of like a thousand years to actually parse this out for civilization to advance i'm not saying that right now four minutes of 33 seconds of absolute silence is going to do much of anything for anyone but it's a stepping stone to unlocking questions that we never even
2: thought to ask you're but what where are you wrong? To answers, well, not where you're wrong to but what what the problem with that is steve is that for the first four minutes of this song people are thinking why the fuck isn't he pushing the keys yet <laughs> They aren't thinking about themselves. They're looking at this guy going, what is he doing? Mike, what are we doing here right now? We are helping the public figure out why bad music exists and why it died. But you're sitting there telling me that
1: people are watching this going, why isn't he just pressing people the keys? People are listening to this, Steve. Sorry, no. People are watching, not us. People are watching this. Shit,
2: shit. I thought you meant. I thought you were talking about us. No, the
1: the scenario that you proposed <laughs> yes. not a minute ago is what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, okay. And they're sitting there thinking, why isn't he pressing the keys? And yet here we are, three people discussing the philosophical underpinnings yes. of why he did it in the first place. I was going to get to
0: that point in a roundabout way at the end, but you brought it up right now.
1: So he succeeded in that regard. Maybe it's, not the people uh, in the audience. It's, it's, well, and guess what? Was
2: thrusting on a couple of uh, <laughs> And guess what? Artists like you guys. And guess what? You're <laughs>
1: part of it now. It's bullshit. You can shake your That's head and so shake mad. your fist.
2: I can't escape. I'm chained in. I mean, forced to forced what she, to think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's nothing Mike hates more than being forced to think. Well, on the note of the audience, so this song was quote unquote composed. Uh, in 1952 because it's hilarious there is sheet music for this online you can find the PDFs oh, for it and
2: is it just a bunch of bars like it <laughs> is you can literally a conductor could count out the time it's in 4-4 time oh, God. this guy is a just he's got everybody man you can uh, this uh.
0: Now, this song is for any instrument or combination of instruments, and the score instructs the performer not to play their instruments during the entire duration of the piece throughout the three movements. The piece consists of the sounds of the environment that the listener hears when it is performed. Although it is commonly perceived as four minutes and thirty-three seconds of silence—and, Mike, this is important— the point is it's not silence, it's the sounds of the performance space. It's the sounds of wherever you are when you are performing the song. You
2: know, um, it's, it's room tone. So Essentially you know, it's room tone. I ambience, the I, musical. No, I, I wanna go to one of these. I wanna go to one of these. Well, Mike, we're gonna be perform- wanna- we're gonna be performing this at
0: the end of the show, oh. so. <laughs> That's right, listeners. All three of us are gonna be performing four minutes in thirty three seconds for your entertainment.
2: And there goes the listenership. <laughs> here's, <laughs> immediately, here's a little preview.
0: Such nuance. No, Mike, what were you saying?
2: I'd heckle him <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: heckle the you shit. Suck. Okay, hey, hey, go back. No, to, hey, suck, know, suck. no, no okay. this, this this actually leads to a point I was
1: gonna make here in a minute or so. Can you think of a time when you were greeted or forced not forced to endure, but you were forced to experience more than a few brief moments of silence. It doesn't happen at all during the course of a of a human being's day it just doesn't this is a very rare very rare instance of someone being put in a position where they are forced to consider they are forced to be alone with their thoughts even if their thought is surface level and just like your like your thought of like why is he pressing the keys this is so <laughs> this is such bullshit you're still sitting there and it's this Sorry. And it's that silence that makes you uncomfortable. That is why you feel the need to heckle, because you can't be alone with your thoughts.
2: No, it's because I want to change everyone else's experience around me. You know? So you just you, said so, it's the noise of the of the ambiance of the environment, and if I'm in that environment, I have created my own beautiful music for everyone to hear for themselves. You are Melkor <laughs> disturbing the beautiful harmonic music of
1: Eru Iluvatar... <laughs> creator of heavens and the earth. Hey, thank you, Steve. We were way overdue for a Lord of the Rings I, I cast you more,
0: <laughs> This I man, I cast you out. <laughs> but technically, Mike is right. If he started heckling during that performance, that would just be part of the composition of four minutes, 33 seconds.
1: Yes, and while I agree that would be part of the performance, that is not where you have decided that is not
2: your decision oh 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 i think it is if he can you make it so uncomfortable to force me to force me into meditation then i will force myself to change the whole you are so uncomfortable
1: with the concept of silence that you will you will you will you will, you will i impose, shall not be
2: silenced
1: you <laughs> will impose your own will on a room full of people you know,
2: call it what you will. That call is your it narcissistic. reaction to this. Call it egotistic. I call it audio <laughs> terrorism. <laughs> I call it the chance Did you? that he created. That's your itching. John Cage, once he rolled the dice and he closed the keys. What's going to happen? That's what's going to happen. And I think that fits perfectly in with everything. He, he, because like you said, like you said, Steve, you got to think outside the box. You got to think of every possibility. You got to think of every mind that's possibly there, and every potential environmental noise that could happen, which would include an irritated and aggravated Mike Russell in in row three. You don't have to think about it. You just let it happen. That's the beauty of it. Which he,
0: but Mike. Do you want to hear how the first performance of this piece went? Yes, yes. Because exactly. the first performance of 433 took place not very far from here, as a matter of fact. So John Cage, he got the idea for this song back in 1948. But uh, at the time, Cage felt that such a piece would be, quote, incomprehensible in the Western context. And he was reluctant to write it down because he says, I didn't wish for it to appear even to me as something easy to do or a joke. I wanted to mean it utterly and be able to live with it. Because the one criticism that I have with a lot of modern art, whether it's music, whether it's painting, whether it's sculpture, whatever, a lot of modern art could be just as easily done by a person off the street randomly doing something. Like, if you see, like, a painting, and it's two white lines crisscrossed, and it's modern art, like, all I can think is, yeah, I could have painted the two lines. But, but why didn't I, you exactly?
2: Oh no! Yes and yeah, I agree with you, Nick. I agree with you because you know what? There's a bunch of assholes out there, and and I have a friend who was telling me about this. She's an I have a friend who is an asshole. She's an artist, oh, no, no, and no. she was telling me there's this anti-art movement. Well, where, where I mean, I, I looked at this piece. And it literally looked like a kindergartner drew it and forgot some of the tiles of a kitchen floor. And it was like some, like, it looked like a kitchen, but it wasn't a kitchen. It was garbage. It is garbage. And it is fucked up. And it's to get people riled up like myself right now. And you know what? They can go fuck themselves. Because it's not, you can call it anti-art. You can say you're trying to be funny. If you're trying to be funny, fine. But if you're trying to prove this, like, deep philosophical thing, no. You're just, you're full of yourself heads up your own ass get a goddamn I mean, ruler
1: if the purpose of art is to invoke involuntarily an emotional reaction in the people viewing it you are proving them right that is art that and, no, by the, because and if no, people
2: say silence no one's gonna call them out for this bullshit well no by that definition
0: four minutes 33 seconds is art is it music though is another question now is music art is art music do celebrities know things? <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, this was from an NPR ar- article that they did. on uh, R-
1: NPR. More like noisome, pretentious, neer duels, if you ask me.
2: Wait, what is the That's R-
1: NPN. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't listen to NPR. <laughs> uh, quote, in his famous rapscallions, question. Rapscallions, there. Uh, there you uh, go. Rapscallions. Uh, noisome... <laughs>
1: pretentious
0: rapscallions uh in his uh according to npr quote in his famous collection of essays titled silence cage wrote about entering a chamber at harvard and hearing two sounds this was supposed to be some chamber that they had there that cut off all noise but he heard two sounds one was high and one was low the engineer um on duty informed him that the high-pitched sound was that of his nervous system and the low one was his blood in circulation it spurred an epiphany for cage one that would focus most of his musical attention um, on ambient and accidental sounds as opposed to willful compositional ones quote until I die, there will be sounds he wrote, and they will be and they will continue after my death. One need not fear about the future of music. any sound may occur in any combination and in any continuity so four thirty three before Mike goes on another rant. Four Thirty Three was first performed at the Maverick Concert Hall near Woodstock, New York, not very far from here. It didn't go well, Mike. It didn't, did it? I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> quote: As one might expect, many listeners found this view that of silence that he's uh, perpetuating uh, unpalatable. Despite the fact that the hall itself could be seen as a metaphor for Cage's ideal union of music and nature, there was an uproar. People f- thought Four Thirty Three. Quote. Uh, was a joke or some kind of avant-garde nose thumbing. Some people liked it. They thought like, oh yeah, John Cage is sticking it to those stupid artists. This is like the opposite of, which was not what he meant. Uh, During a post-concert discussion, as Cage biographer David Revel notes, one local artist stood up and suggested, quote, and this would have been you, Mike, good people of Woodstock, let's drive these people out of town. (laughs) Oh, oh. You know, that would I, have been the only applause that Mike would have given uh, during that the, performance. That's the hero right there. That's the hero. That's the hero of the, <laughs> of the performance.
1: Pitchforks and torches.
0: Once again, such an angry response to simply silence because they
1: were uncomfortable. It says so much more that these that people are angered about silence. That people have that reaction to.
2: It's not the silence. silence. Yes, Steve, it is. It's not the silence. I've been to, you know, I don't mind doing yoga. I don't like a little meditation. I don't mind putting on noise canceling headphones and just chilling out. That's fine. The problem is, is that you compose, you call yourself, a, uh, he, he doesn't call himself a composer, or he calls himself a composer.
0: What Wikipedia calls him a composer, but as you as He's he composed, he himself he calls him he called inventor. himself an inventor. This
2: an inventor. Jesus Christ! All right, <laughs> you, you you had this idea where you were brave enough to sit at a piano and not press a damn key just to see what would happen.
0: Mike, you're not. <sighs> I I guarantee you won't be able to get through our performance at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. You're mocking him. You're saying, oh, the bravery to sit at a piano. I don't think you can do it. I don't R- think you can gonna, sit and be silent for four minutes and 33 seconds.
2: I, I almost don't want to, Nick, because I don't want to do that to our poor listeners. Because <laughs> I care about them. He, doesn't, he cares about himself. That's it. You know what he did? He sat at the piano, and he listened. He made the audience his performer. Entertain me. That's what it was, Nick. He didn't feel like entertaining and he couldn't compose worse shit. So what does he do? <laughs> he develops this back ass words way to like make himself look like he's doing something and does nothing.
0: Now, Mike, here's what I will say. I've been semi playing devil's advocate this entire time in that I have been presenting you with the information about this song and trying to give the technical understanding of what formats in 33 seconds was when I was studying this in college. I fucking hated it. No, that's what
1: I was getting at before with my philosophy rant, which yes. now I realize probably sounded like a crazy person who didn't know what he was talking about. See, that's what you sound like every episode. <laughs> All right, good. Uh but that that's the, like when you're forced to learn it, you don't you just do the bare minimum to get through it, especially if you don't have an initial interest in it. I didn't I didn't read like I read whatever I needed to read for that philosophy class to get through it, and I didn't actually pay attention and read philosophical texts until like years later, when I just had a bunch of free time on my hands, and was like, "Hey, I read the I read P- Plato's Republic in college. Crap, I remember next to nothing about that. I'm gonna go read that now," or I've had like I still have like the textbooks that I never returned because nobody wanted to buy them. But uh, but yeah, like that's you don't. That's it, part of the problem with certain schooling is that if you're forced to forced into something, you're not gonna put your best but foot. But listen, forward if, I, if
0: if if all appreciate it for what it is. If all my in- freshman English professor had forced me to do was listen to four minutes in 33 seconds. I would have been fine with that, but I had to purchase John Cage's book, Empty Words, which, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to make you, dear listener, suffer through too much of this, but Empty Words is a book that when I opened it appeared to just be pages of gibberish, just like randomly spaced out Letters, seemingly no order, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. But as John Cage uh, defines it, uh, he said in an interview, quote, I let it be known to my friends uh, that what was interesting to me was making English less understandable. Because when it's understandable, people control one another and poetry disappears and as I was talking with my friend Norman Brown, he said, quote, syntax, which is what makes things understandable, is the army, or is the arrangement of the army. So what we're doing when we make language ununderstandable is we're demilitarizing it so that we can do our living. And then Empty Words, this book, begins by omitting sentences and has only phrases, words, syllables, and letters. And then the second part omits the phrases and has only words, syllables, and letters. And then the third part omits words and only has syllables and letters. And the last part has nothing but letters and sounds. And what John Cage would do is he would perform this live. It took... 10 hours to hear all of Empty Words. There would be three half-hour breaks for people to eat and stuff, but otherwise it would be him sitting and performing this. Now, unfortunately, we don't have 10 hours to listen to it, but I discovered this just recently. You
1: gotta free your mind from the word, prison man.
0: John Cage has a website, and on this website, there is, and I've never seen this on a website before, but the audio for Empty Words is constantly playing. And literally, what you can do is you can start listening and drop in at any point, but there's no way to actually listen to it from the beginning to the end. So I don't know what's going to happen right now because I heard that there's long stretches where it's just literally nothing. But here's a little bit Dip of John thong, the novel. Here's a little bit of John Cage performing uh, empty words.
2: Do. Oh, ah.
1: Ro. I.
0: Heat Nel frac An old Book X The 10 uh, hours device. This man's a
2: baby <laughs> This man's a baby that's I it. He <laughs> he just just wants to hear himself making stupid ass noises. Oh, I figured out my my vocals could do oh, this. No. Let me <laughs> just mumble into it my. Oh man, and set I hate it when
1: <laughs> kids discover their voice on a train. Like a somehow wrist. children only seem to ever discover voice. the higher registers of their voice when they're in a Did like they? a. Com- enclosed metal tube below the Ranked surface of the earth. Mike,
2: I'm going to keep this playing ca- just quietly team. in the background for the rest of the time. If you if can't want to even th- understand Steve's story, then I, I think guess. it's hilarious when the kid's <laughs> learning the, the...
0: But yes, that, see, that is always when they choose to flaunt what they've learned. Robber. And Mike, for your benefit, th-
2: here's a little bit of a PDF. This
0: Sight is what the book the actually birds. looked like. This
2: is what I had to read in my college class. Uh, your professor is birds. a demon, okay, by the way. Clearly, he was playing 433. He was trying to summon and speaking in tongues.
0: (laughs) You are hearing. This this is the demilitarization of
2: language. Every new fact I learn about John Cage, I hate him a little more. And I don't hate people, Nick. (laughs) I really don't. This is the kind of guy you'd sit down with and just want to punch. I mean, like he'd open his mouth about philosophy. Wait, and you'd, how,
1: <laughs> what does that look like? Sitting down to punch someone? Uh, you just want to sit down man. over some some biscuits and tea, uh, share a few ribald stories, and then just punch him in the face. <laughs>
2: yeah. well, look, sit you, down Matt, for could, a good punch. This is the second person I've said I want to punch in the last two episodes. This is not good, Nick. And Sound like a violent man? I'm not a violent man. <laughs> I just can't stand it. I just can't. He, ol-
1: he only likes violence when it's sexy.
2: <laughs> See, if...
0: Yeah, what if John Cage said, I want you to punch me, Mike? Ooh, I think John liked that. Oh,
2: God!
0: I think he likes What's it when you said... What's wrong
2: with
0: say, him? <laughs> I think he liked it when you said you were going to punch him.
1: Uh, that is a, that is an aggressive glottal. <laughs> Now I wanna I wanna couch my earlier comments. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily defending this particular individual, but I, I just appreciate the, the I, I appreciate people who actually have have the ability to think about things that no one who is going about their daily lives would
2: ever stop to think about. I appreciate that level of that is awareness. the core of philosophy. Yeah, it's, there's a but there is a dangerous line, and and you, know, you scratch me if I'm wrong, guys. But if you think you are wrong. If you think too hard, okay? The smoke comes out of your ears. (laughs) I saved it. I saved it. No, but there's a black hole, okay? When you you start thinking into why is this, why is this, why is this, why am I thinking? And next thing you know, you're going to be standing in front of a microphone talking gibberish for 10 hours. You have lost.
0: (laughs) It's called a podcast, Mike. (laughs)
2: No, Jim, at least we at least we have purpose of comedy. This man has there's nothing. He he's literally deconstructed himself into just nonsense that was i
0: think his point was to deconstruct it. his point was to say what are the ba- what are the what do what we say and we assume is language what is that truly if not an assemblage of different sounds what if we break those sounds down same thing with music what is music what if you totally break it down and it just becomes the ambient
1: background noise then Can you that have become-
2: undone the work of thousands of years to get to a point where things make some sort of sense
1: Yes, but at a certain point, it just it, wh- it it advances to a certain point and then hits a wall, and in order for it to move beyond that, it needs rethinking. Or as John Cage would put it,
2: "Arrest times, Churai." And John Cage was so bad at everything he did, he had no purpose, so he had to do this. That's what of happened. England
0: <laughs> that's what you think happened with John sci- sci- well Listen, yeah. it has not stopped him from leaving a lasting legacy on the avant-garde music community. Like we uh, were we avant-garde, avant shit. Not that
2: even, is, not that's even. let to man. I prefer shit avant-garde. Shit, oh, that's better. Yeah, you're right, Steve. <laughs> yeah,
0: but not even just in the avant carp. Not even just on the avant-garde scene. I mean, here we can see an orchestral performance featuring a soloist as well of Formats in 33 Seconds. We're going to play a little bit of that for you now, listeners. Oh,
2: tell me they stood up when they did the solo. Every parent in this auditorium
1: mm-hmm.
2: is so mad. <laughs>
1: Are you kidding? This is the longest they've gotten their children to sit quiet in like ten years.
2: Or here, Mike. Here, here's Mom's, a... Mom's got the video camera ad on on on. on, on yes, my Sabrina. daughter. My daughter's the soloist. <laughs> here she goes. I can't wait to here see what she, she has goes. to perform. Stands up with her fucking clarinet. Mike, I didn't know you knew how to play the clarinet.
1: In a John Cage performance, he would. Oh, Mike. And but as... what is it to play the clarinet? Doesn't the clarinet play us?
2: This is the kind of shit. No, you know what? Oh, oh, do you walk the dog or does the dog walk you, Mike? You're the one picking up its turds. Mm, I can't play. Who's the master and who is the slave? I'm struggling with this instrument. I'll never be first chair. Hmm. Why don't we, (laughs) why don't we bribe the teacher to make us play 433? That way we all sound the same separating the good musicians from the bad musicians i think you're taking it down a different uh, that, that is that, see, he mike was bad at composing so he composes nothing he was bad at playing instruments so he stopped playing them i mean where am i missing the point
1: you see mike little cindy's silence doesn't sound the same as little jeanette's silence their nasal cavities are different sizes and different depths and make different noises.
0: Steve, your joke point you just made is borderline an actual point John <laughs> Cage would have made. Am I making a joke point, Nick?
1: Is the joke a point, or is the point a joke?
0: Steve, I, we can't go down this road. <laughs> um, but Mike, maybe this will make you feel better. I found um, a death metal band did a cover of four minutes and 33 seconds. It's oh. pretty good. <laughs> See? Already. This sounds totally different from the orchestra. You're getting the slight, subtle guitar tone feedback. You're getting you're getting the hair blowing in the wind. This is also
1: the first death metal song I've ever liked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Oh, Nick. No. No, I will not, I will not join this movement. Mike, I will Mike, not I promote this man. Mike, I can't hear Dead Territory's song. Would you please be quiet? Sorry, guys. Sorry. I know we're. This song is a toxin. It is an abomination. It is a destroyer of. Not. Just of music, it is it that is you know, goal.
1: watching Mike's reaction to this makes me really understand why they made Socrates kill himself. <laughs> imagine, imagine you're just you're living in ancient Greece, and there's this one guy in the neighborhood. Every time you try to talk to him, he just asks you a bunch of random-ass questions from out of nowhere that there are no answers to. After a while, you'd go to your local magister and say, can we make him kill himself? Like, drink poison in front of us so we can enjoy it? Because I can't live around that guy anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, shit, that's how Socrates went down?
1: He killed, Yeah, he drank, he he drank Hemlock. T- <laughs> he, the local <laughs> government forced him to drink Hemlock because he was asking a bunch of weird questions. yo socrates you're creeping out this (laughs) this community socrates shut the fuck up i swear i swear to zeus if you don't shut up i will make you drink poison ah but am i drinking the poison or are you drinking the poison of life okay that does it get the fucking poison socrates i gave you one shot i
2: swear the gods (laughs)
0: <laughs> I swear to God You know
2: people clever. let that man into their hopes And he has the audacity you, To continue to ask Yo over there play though you're a friend of his yeah No no I've never seen him before in my life
1: I'm with you guys I'm so sorry Are you sorry or is sorry you Okay no, no no no, no. I'm with you guys now I'm sorry I promise I'll write down Everything we talked about
2: All right, Uh, that is probably my favorite envisionment of Socrates and Plato. Uh, Oh, my God.
0: All right, but gentlemen, I think it's time we put our money where our mouth is. We are going to perform now four minutes and 33 seconds here on the podcast. This is our first direct cover of a song that we've done on our podcast. So think about that.
2: Listeners? Oh, I thought we had started. I will let you know. I want to let the listeners know that at least from Mr. Mike Russell here, I will not judge you if you fast forward four minutes and 33 seconds for your own sanity. No. My,
0: this actually would be, this is a very interesting experience because as our listeners are listening to this by either commuting or if they're at home, the, they'll be hearing the ambience in the room we're in right now at the time of this recording in addition to to whatever noise they're hearing in the background of their own lives.
2: This is the sickest thing you've done since you wrote that Christmas erotica, Nick. I want you to know that.
0: I will let history judge me.
2: All right, so... Ah,
1: but history is written by the victors! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we we're about to start, and...
0: Uh, <laughs> get it all out, there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And here we go.
1: And that is it. Woo! Yeah! Oh, my God. Man, if you thought it was insufferable to be around Mike when he can talk, when you can't (laughs) tell him to shut up, it really takes the whole (laughs) thrill
2: out of it. I was the best silence I could be, Steve.
1: You were so
2: angry. I was you're, mad. You are
1: so angry. And then I was what?
2: really mad when I found out I had sweat stains on my date shirt. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to make you mad. No, well, yeah, I'm glad well, you- I
0: mean, yeah, I guess you... But see? See? The silence brought attention to that. John Cage is your wingman on this date. Oh, my
2: God. I can't believe you're making that correlation, and I really can't even refute it at this point. Why don't you just <laughs> wear why don't you
0: swear that to the day? <laughs> oh, you yeah, think just she... wear the undershirt you got on. Right
2: uh, yeah, she let my nice wife beat her out there. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: It'll air out. Don't worry. But that is uh, 4 minutes, 33 seconds. Uh, there's many covers of it you guys can watch on YouTube at home. We if just you so did desire. one. Yeah, or, yes. Uh, compare. I... You can compare our, our our performance of it to other ones that you see online but uh so mike you ha- having performed four minutes 33 seconds do you feel any different
2: i feel s- sweaty I-, I didn't realize how sweaty i'd be <laughs> talking about this performing <laughs> no nick i don't feel any different i got i got to spend four minutes and 33 seconds freaking out about my shirt like that <laughs> <laughs> to be fair
1: i only pointed it out in like the last minute and 30 so
2: oh the hell was I doing? For, oh, I was just flipping off Nick for the first yeah, time. minutes. You were, <laughs> <this>.
1: <laughs> you were making angry mouth noises
2: at the rest of us. Uh, yeah, Nick, it's, uh, 433 is not music, but philosophy. That, that is a, that is a legitimate point you could argue. Yes.
0: Even people who value this as very important to art will also say it is technically not music though.
2: I wholeheartedly agree.
0: Wow. You know what? What a great note to end on.
1: (laughs) It's it's certainly better than most notes. (laughs) we. Yeah, we're
0: we're all in agreement. This is great art. Mike
1: Russell, Ah. direct quote. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, Mike. You'll sweat through your flesh. (laughs) Otherwise
0: known as sweating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can... Your (laughs) anger pushes it out. It's Rage Sweat. Um, You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you've not done so already. We would very much appreciate that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out Dapper Devil Productions as well. Also on social media at Dapper Devil Productions where you can listen to the thing that happened this week and Chris tries to review wine. Um, And stay up to date on all the new exciting announcements such as new web series that are being filmed.
1: Please like us. Please like us and everything that we do. Steve, cutting right through to the subtext. We (laughs) desperately need your validation to make the stupid degrees we paid money, well, some of us paid money for, mean something.
0: (laughs) And speaking of validation, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. And uh, actually, I'm going to go to you, Steve, first, because you seem the most thirsty for validation. Where can we find you?
1: Oh, Please. Please, sir, I want some more. I want some more validation. Could you please find me at your man Trollo on Twitter and Instagram and like the things I say so I can feel good about myself, please? Oh, no, not the whip. Please, not the whip again. And Mike?
2: Uh, yes, you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com. That's Mr. M-R or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.DOT. And yeah, like Nick said, please, you know. Oh, jeez, what did you say? What did anyone say? What was this? Nothing <laughs> was said, Mike. That's, nothing that's was the. T-
1: that's the importance. And within that silence is contained a multitude. Yes, because it, anything could be said in that silence. Because
0: there is no true There is no true silence, Mike. Oh, Mike, you learned oh, nothing. This silence episode.
1: is like to quote the great Bruce Lee. Silence is para- sorry. Paraphrase. Silence is like water. It. Folds and fills whatever space it it. You must be like water, pliant, yeah. filling. Just like silence, silence is like water.
2: It fills whatever space is given to inhabit. I hate, I hate both of you so much right now. And we'll say, uh, but yeah, leave leave a review on this, on everything, on any episode, on what you think. And uh, why don't you tell us the stupid bullshit you heard during the four thirty three we performed? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was very it was a nice experiment, Nick.
0: Thank you. I agree. It was my idea, but I agree. it was it was Nick's idea. Um, but guys, thank you so much for going on that journey with us together. Uh, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell, and I'm and we will see you next week. Take care.
1: Nick, stop playing the song. The show's over. <laughs> I just had to hear it one more time. It's so
2: catchy.
0: Rhythm. Uh. f f
1: f, f- Fuck
2: you! Where? <laughs> <square. laughs>
1: oh, I wasn't the one to cast off my headphones angrily today. We are art. It's a Dapper Devil production, see?